I believe the intervention started out in 2007. I was then living out on my homeland, on the West Max, and I just happened to come into town one day and heard about it. And from that day on, I have not stopped speaking up and having a voice and having a say about what the intervention is doing to us and how it discriminates a lot of those laws. I think a lot of people realise that it took away our basic human rights because as we all know that we are not in the Constitution. What they did to us was very wrong and a lot of our people more or less never had a time to think about it, understand what the intervention was about. It is John Howard and Malbruff came to the Territory and just overruled our ways, our laws and our rights. Coming up now, 15 years. In those 15 years, what has it done? Has it improved quality of life in our communities? No, it definitely hasn't. Never done anything. It's just made it even a lot worse. People started speaking up about it. Everything was done wrongfully. That's why... I believe that we should never stop speaking out about it. This is about our basic human rights we're talking about. And that is why we're going to have a day on this Sunday coming to put a booklet out there to say this is, this is, this is what the intervention has done to us and everyone needs to be there to be part of it, to have a voice and have a say about it. The 15 years of resisting the intervention, where does the government lie at the moment. Is there any new changes in the future? Well, they have tried to make a few changes, but they don't give the people a choice. They should be talking to the people first, people on the ground. They're part of um, the intervention and then um, go from there. But they're not even doing that. No different to what the intervention done. To. Their they... policies, how they would like it put out there, you know. With the intervention and the policy procedures, it makes it harder for us to understand it. In real terms, what does it really mean? It stops us having a say. It stops us from having a voice. There's so many things that we could do about it. We need to be together, stand together and speak up together. That is why we're putting this booklet together so people out there can understand more about it and hear it from the people that have actually walked through the intervention still around. We need to bring our young ones up in front now and don't be behind us. We need to stand together and speak out together. What is out there today in the young ones, the education system is a lot better than maybe when we went to school, but we still were educated, but now with all the technology and the education system, can help fight and speak out in Canberra when they make these new laws and not just let it go by like we have. But like I say, I don't think anyone expected this to, the intervention to roll out in 2007. A lot of community people got a, a very strong, powerful story to talk about this when the army came into their communities. I didn't yeah. realise the army came into to the communities yeah. then? Yeah, they did. They came in and just did what they did. With the intervention, is that when they bought out the basic card? Yes, and then the cashless debit card. The basic card was the main one, and then they moved on and then wanted to bring out the cashless debit card. Suspension of the Racial Discrimination Act. 
That was part of the intervention as well. Still talk about that. Abolishing of community council. That was mm. another one of the laws. And set up uh, governance business management to oversee the prescribed areas, the 73 prescribed areas, communities in the Northern Territory, and it reports back to the government, strapped the community-controlled permit system, introduced the welfare, quarantining, and basic, uh, took away the local jobs and community development, employment projects, CDP, and we had those signs put out on a lot of the communities without even speaking or talking to the people about it. They just went out and put those signs, and that was very discriminatory. Did it improve? Did it change anything, or it was still the same? Well, I don't think I'll be sitting here today still talking about 15 years onwards, that things it hasn't changed, and it never will if we don't keep speaking out about the intervention and the change that they're trying to put on us again. With the new government and all the Indigenous people in government at the moment, do you think they'll help to make any changes? We do have a few young women down in Canberra at the moment. I think we have five of our strong women that are down there to speak out for us and support us. But we've got to get behind them ourselves. They can't do it on their own. We see it, we live with it, we walk with it. And it's in our face every day. Yeah, we'll deal faces. with it. On Sunday, we, we're going to talk about the intervention, the work of the booklet that we've actually going to put out after the 15 years of Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory living under the harmful laws of the intervention in order to shed lights in the resistance of First Nations people. We have created a booklet with some stories and information about the intervention from a central desert perspective. There has always been cultural law here, the intervention can't take those away, even though they tried. This is why we are still speaking up and standing up for ourselves. We haven't given up. Otherwise, this book wouldn't be possible. This booklet will help inform newcomers to town, as well as for people who have been here for a while who don't know the history of the last 15 years of the intervention. For me, as Central Aranta woman from Embarrantow, Alice Springs, Born and raised in Alice Springs, I think it is devastating. And for us to go through that and then um, our young ones are just seeing it happening. That's why we've got to bring our young ones up with us together as well.